0: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth The example of his light is like a niche within which is a lamp The lamp is within glass The glass as if it were a pearly white star lit from the oil of a blessed olive tree Neither of the east nor of the west whose oil would almost glow even if untouched by fire. Light upon light. Allah guides to his light whom he wills. And Allah presents examples for the people. And Allah is knowing of all things. The light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we receive it, has a profound effect on our hearts and on our life. What are the ways in which we can seek it and what blocks it? Well, in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions nur, or light, many times. He also mentions its opposite, zulm, or darkness, layl, or night, and other similar words. So this light is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our hearts long for divine light. Our hearts are the receiver of this light. If we want the light to come to our heart, we have to open up our curtains on our heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always radiating light. But just like if curtains are drawn on a sunny day, we simply will not receive Allah subhanahu light. Just like a solar panel that's covered up can't get energy from the sun, no matter how bright the sun is. Sometimes the curtains on our heart are half open or half closed, depending on what we're engaged in. The reception of the light and its reflection in us depends on us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the heart, the receiver of this light, and it's been mentioned 176 times in the Qur'an, which shows the extent of its importance. And also there's many narrations in the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu talking about the heart. Allah subhanahu mentioned in the Qur'an that guidance, his guidance, descends on the hearts of the people. In addition, there'll be diseases like envy and hatred that can also take root in our heart. And we know that we talk about love in our heart. So love is experienced in the heart. We know that the Prophet Muhammad said that there is a morsel of flesh in the body, that if that is correct, then the whole of the body is correct, and that morsel of flesh is the heart. So there's so many ways in which we are told that the heart is the most important part of us, even on a physical level. We know that if somebody has actual physical heart disease, then the whole of their body gets affected. But if we have spiritual heart disease, then the whole of our bodies, our whole of our souls will get affected. We know that taqwa, the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obedience to him are in the heart. And subhanAllah, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When he mentioned in a hadith, he actually pointed to his chest three times to indicate that the chest was the place where we will have taqwa, where the taqwa resides. But how do we connect the two? How do we connect light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our heart? So we mentioned this kind of analogy that if we have curtains over our heart, then obviously how can we receive this light? We're blocking out the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the thickest curtains which block out Allah's light are sins. Especially over years, accumulated sins that have not been repented for, they solidify around the heart until the heart, the heart will be hard like a rock in the spiritual sense. And subhanAllah even in you know, everyday common terminology We talk about people who have hard hearts That they have no, they have no pity, they have no mercy, they have no kindness in them So and as, uh, as opposed to somebody who is soft hearted We know somebody who is soft hearted We even take that to mean somebody who has you know, a lot of generosity A lot of kindness, a lot of caring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually speaks about this in the Quran where he says Then your hearts became hardened after that being like stones or even harder for indeed there are stones from which rivers burst forth and there are some of them that split open and water comes out and there are some of them that fall down for the fear of allah and allah is not unaware of what you do so if our hearts have become darkened if they become hard how how do we go about uh, polishing them how do we go about making them bright and able to receive the light of Allah ﷻ? so we're told that the easiest way to polish the heart is to practice istighfar daily asking and seeking Allah's forgiveness every day regret of your sins without being excessive and going beyond the limits and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah when we have that regret and we ask for his forgiveness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us When you do that and when you can start pushing aside the curtains from your heart and you start to receive the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will notice the change in yourself. Your life will be different. Your approach, your communication, your relationships whether it be with business people, whether it be if you're studying your memory, your energy, all of this will improve. But it's not a one time effort. So it's not like we will make forgive. we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness today, and then we think, okay, alhamdulillah, we've sought forgiveness, our sins have been forgiven, we can move on with a clean slate for the rest of our life. Because sadly, temptations are presented to the heart continuously during our lives. One of the companions of the Prophet Muhammad said that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Temptations are presented to the heart one by one. Any heart that accepts them will be left with a black stain, but any heart that rejects them will be left with a mark of purity, so that hearts are of two types, a dark heart that has turned away and become like an overturned vessel, and a pure heart that will never be harmed by temptation for as long as the earth and the heavens exist the dark heart only recognises good and denounces evil when this suits its desires and whims. So we can see from this narration that sins make the heart shut down just like you had a vessel and you turned it over so there's no possibility of anything entering it. And just like a vessel that's overturned, it won't hold any water. It cannot gather any rain if, it, if there was rain falling on it. So we need to turn that vessel the right way up. And really we can only do this by seeking Taala's help and support. That will polish our heart. And yes, we might slip from time to time, but we always have the way back to him through repentance. The Prophet Muhammad was very keen on fixing hearts. In a very famous hadith we, that we mentioned before, he said that if the heart was sound, then the whole of the body would be sound but if the heart was corrupted then the whole of the body would be corrupted and once someone's heart is corrupted then that person becomes unable to tell really the difference between right and wrong we're told in a hadith by the prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him he said so there will be two kinds of hearts one is pure like a white gemstone And it will not be harmed by any tribulation as long as the heavens and earth endure. And the other is black and dusty like a worn out vessel, neither recognising good nor rejecting evil, but rather immersed in its desires. So a strong, healthy heart is not affected by the temptations because there's a shield protecting it. And that shield will be things like the seeking forgiveness like connecting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In our prayers, in our salah By the recitation of the Qur'an By the remembrance, the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And even if from time to time you slip You can come back And you can use these means to polish your heart again And there are special stations where we can receive light Just like you know, if you're on a train And the train has uh, stations along the journey just like that, there are stations where we can admit light into our hearts and we have different ways of receiving this light. So what are these stations of light? Well, first of all, there's our Salah. And this is actually the best method to receive Allah's light. There's actually nothing comparable it, compared to the Salah. There is nothing compared to the Salah to receive the light of Allah. No other act of worship is equivalent to the Salah. It's the top form of worship when we perform it properly. When we have focus in our prayer and we feel that sincerity and we feel the serenity, the more focus we have, the more serenity we will feel, the more we will be able to receive the light of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa in our hearts. Another station of receiving light is reciting the Qur'an. Really, reciting of the Qur'an must be a daily act of worship. Even if it isn't a full page, don't underestimate the power of reciting the Qur'an. And if we want to benefit when we're reciting the Qur'an, we need to focus, we need to, we need to do it with our full attention. Not just where it's just on the tongue and where we're just rapidly reciting, but to actually think and contemplate. We should be reading, even if it's one page of Qur'an, we should be reading it with the fullness fullness of our hearts rather than just kind of like a tick box exercise, sort of, yes, I've done that, tick, I've I've done that. No, we should be reading it with full concentration, with full humility, and with the fullness of our heart. And even if you cannot understand even one ayah properly from that page, it will be better for you to read it and contemplate. And just even if you can't understand, even if you can't understand all of what you've read Try at least and understand a small amount Because if Arabic isn't your language Then turn to turn to a Quran that has translation as well To actually gain some depth of meaning of what you're reciting Another station of receiving light Is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we're told that, that We're constantly remembering Allah Then our hearts will remain soft Our hearts will remain open to the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then uh, obviously to make du'a To supplicate The Prophet Muhammad Peace and blessings be upon him Used to make this du'a He used to say "O oh Allah Place light in my heart And on my tongue light in, in my ears light And in my sight light And above me light And below me light And to my right light And to my left light And before me light And behind me light Place in my soul light Magnify for me light and amplify for me light. Make for me light and make me light. O Allah grant me light and place light in my nerves and in my body light and in my blood light and in my hair light and in my skin light. O Allah, make for me a light in my grave and a light in my bones, increase me, in light increase me in light increase me in light. Grant me light upon light. Then there are stations of light that are associated with time. So Ramadan, obviously, the, the month of Dhul Hijjah is coming up and these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah are very special. Um, then we have the, the Yom al Arufa, the Yom Al-Ashura, the six days of Shawwal. So there are, there are stations of light that are associated with time. And then lastly, but not by any means least, To be in the company of good people, this is definitely a way of moving aside these curtains on your heart that could be blocking out the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being the company of people who encourage you to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who encourage you to open up your heart to the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who increase your connection and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is truly a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with that, I'm going to finish. And inshallah, uh, if there was anything of benefit in this talk, then it was purely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our ability to receive his light. Ameen. Subhanahu Allahumma. bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu Glory and praise be to you, O Allah. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except you. I beg of you your forgiveness and repent to you. Amen.